Hello and welcome to the NSR and Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Christopher Baugh and I'm a partner at Analysis Mason and head of NSR. Today I'm joined by three of my NSR colleagues, Dallas Kazaboski, Principal Analyst at NSR, Vivek Prasad, Senior Analyst at NSR, and Carrie Vincent Viri, who's a Senior Analyst at NSR as well. Um, so I assembled a full house for the podcast. This is a quite large one, um, but we're we did it intentionally because we have a big product offering to discuss, and that's our three new satellite programs, satellite capacity, satellite infrastructure, and satellite mobility. So first, welcome, Dallas, Vivek, Kerry. Welcome to the podcast. Before we begin, though, and we turn to our speakers, our, our participants, I want to give a little bit more context around um, what, the why here. Why are we here today? And first, I have to take a step backwards and know that we've at NSR have been producing reports and data for over 23 years, and they are really a key component and remain a key component of strategic decision making. When we were acquired by Analysis Mason in May of 2022, last year, they gave us a lot of guidance on industry best TMT research, um, productization, ways that you know we can really up our game, and we did get a good bit of client feedback as well. That's why we're really excited to announce these new innovative product offerings. This is a major step forward for how we produce research and how you, our clients, consume research. Um, Our audience has been purchasing our reports for, for 23 years. But the two most common questions we receive relevant to these new programs are, are pretty much universal. What is a program and how does this relate to NSR's reports? So first, what is a program? A program is uh, an analysis Mason program is an annual engagement. And that word engagement is a very important one. It includes lots of anchors of data, forecasts, critical reports that you may be used to in the previous NSR world, plus many deliverables that are new to you. Things like strategy reports, country reports, case studies, trackers, which are Excel files with lots of important data to track deals, deployments, etc. Unmetered analyst time. You have unmetered time to work with our team um, uniquely. Commentary, podcast, webinars, and more. But the most important word I'll say again is an engagement. We stay on top of the market trends alongside our clients, and that's critical. And it's by engaging you annually, we help you understand these critical trends, what your company should be focused on, and what strategies you should implement to stay ahead of the competition. This is the central focus. Second question, how does this relate to NSR reports? Big question we receive a lot, and we believe they are tightly related to one another, and one is an extension of the other. Some of our critical reports are included as a cornerstone element within a program. Um, you'll hear more from our speakers today on some of that, those examples they can give, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Along with all of these content deliverables and analyst engagement is included are, are a number of other variables and elements. And I'll give one example. I mentioned our satellite capacity program. That is one of the, the pillars of NSR is that, that bit of satellite capacity supply and demand. So if for customers of that program, clients of that program, they would receive, for example, our satellite capacity supply and demand data set, some pricing data as well, but the, the big sort of piece beyond that is what is included in a program. We'll reforecast some of the satellite capacity data. We're not just gonna do it annually. You'll see more regular reforecasting. You'll see strategy reports in that program. 
Um, how does a geo operator compete against Starlink, for example? Hotspot reports, something that's interesting. Where is Where are the hotspots for capacity today? Case studies, trackers of capacity deals, et cetera. It just takes it so much further in terms of dynamic content and engagement. And that's what we heard from you, our clients, gather the input from Analysis Mason, and really why we're here today to talk about these really new offerings, which we feel as we've been staying ahead of the curve on research, productization in the space world for over two decades, this is the next evolution of that leadership position. So with that, um, I won't take any more of the upfront time. I want to turn to our special guests today who dig a little bit deeper into each program. We're going to first start with Dallas, and Dallas is our program head for the Satellite Infrastructure Program. So Dallas, can you tell us a little bit about what that infrastructure program is all about? What's new, what, what is the program? What's the core focus? Maybe some of the key themes. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, so the Satellite Infrastructure Program primarily focuses on satellite manufacturing, launch, and the technologies that are enabling current and future satellite applications. Um, areas of focus are mostly, as we just discussed, the trends, investments, the strategies uh, involving satellite manufacturing, the technologies behind which the, the different types of payloads, the, uh, the different networking uh, components, things that are enabling uh, satellites to uh, grow in scale and deployment, as well as uh, their capability. And on the launch side, um, launch vehicles, status, investment, what is happening in that industry to enable these satellites to be deployed and kind of next generation satellite services. Yeah, you you kind of you asked kind of a bit about uh, the key themes. So we just talked again a lot about satellite manufacturing launch, and one technology uh, of prominent focus in the program is uh, software defined satellite. So from both a manufacturing and operational perspective, satellite or software defined technologies are enabling improvements in timeline, scale, cost reduction and efficiencies. Um, and it's it's a key trend that we're uh, tracking extensively in this program. Thank you. So thank you. That's a, that's a good overview. Taking another step down um, to the audience who many are manufacturing and launch companies and those who are interested in that world, what are, what are the key trends? You mentioned software-defined satellites. We hear SpaceX a lot, kind of dominating a lot of the launch market. But what are the key trends that our audience should be aware of? Yeah, um, so Constellations is a big one. Um, they're, they're, despite competition and challenge, there's still a tremendous opportunity for investing in uh, manufacturing and launching Constellations. And that touches, that, that is throughout the entire program. On the other side, we uh, geo uh, geo platforms. Satellites are becoming much more capable, uh, much more flexible, and uh, there's a lot that both of those two different types of satellite architectures are learning from each other, and that's uh, creating a lot of um, competition and uh, opportunity in, in the market. And other trends include uh, diversification of payloads. So payloads are uh, and how they work and how they're being implemented is is changing. Uh, miniaturization satellites are becoming smaller, which allows them to deploy easier, fit in more uh, diverse rockets. And on launch, uh, we're seeing 
at expansion. Of course, you, we have certain names in the industry that are big, like SpaceX and Ariane Space. So their, their next generation vehicles are coming around the corner. And at the same time, there's a lot of emerging players who are offering uh, competitive or uh, new types of launch service that basically aim to increase the ease of access to the satellite industry. Okay, fantastic. So a lot to to unpack there. A lot of dynamic change happening. Um, the the question we always get from clients is, what will they gain by having access to the program? So the infrastructure program, what would they gain specifically from gaining uh, from having access to this dynamic content? Primarily, uh, one of the things that we will be addressing quite often in most of our content is uh, how to assess or react to new technologies and new investments. Um, we, we have, we'll talk a bit more about the, uh, you know, the core data set and, and such that we include, but on a strategic level, you mentioned before, how do you compete with SpaceX? SpaceX is developing their own satellites for the commercial market through Starshield. How as a manufacturer do I respond to that? If I'm an operator, what is that pricing looking like? Are they offering something enticing for me? Which launch vehicles are coming to market? Um, if, you, if you're in any of these industries, how do I position myself? So overall, uh, I'll, I'll name specifics in a second, but the program, program content is enabling us to kind of see past the announcements, provide more updated and regular uh, analysis, feedback, insight, and commentary on the trends that are happening. Because as you said, there's a lot of change that's happening. Technology is constantly pushing for more, different, better, and the program will enable us to assess what is the true impact in terms of deployment, investment, and revenue generation. Fantastic, Dallas. Thank you. That that's great. Um, last but not least, spe specific examples. So, day one, a client gains access to this program. What would they gain access to? Day one, there's uh, the the quantitatively, one of the biggest pieces of content in the program is our 10-year forecast of the satellite manufacturing and launch opportunities. So that is how many satellites will be ordered and launched uh, over the next decade, segmented by orbit, customer type, application, mass class, and region, and, and the associated revenues from that. So the number of satellites and the revenues over 10 years as well as split by that software-defined uh, flexibility, how flexible these satellites are and, and where flexibility is making the most impact. We also have other, other pieces. We're launching a launch service provider profiles. So we have key uh, insight and analysis on uh, prominent launch uh, service providers, where they stand in the market, what their vehicle status is, what their competitive footing is, we're putting out a launch market strategy report. So going beyond the obvious, but how do you truly compete and stand in the launch market? And we've put out some recent commentaries that are uh, going to be expanding our analysis of, as I just mentioned, how and where does certain infrastructure size and software definition uh, really make an impact in, in the market? So beyond that, we're looking forward to more strategic reports that focus on key applications, key technology types, um, and offering other things, as you mentioned, trackers, 
and uh, perhaps even webinars and things that can keep uh, keep our clients more up to date and also seeing beyond the headlines. We, we see a lot of announcements, but then the next question is, how real is this? And, and these, the program will enable us to answer that question more often and more directly with our clients. Yeah, critical. When we see big projections of lots of satellites, we, we kind of dose of realism, and we've been doing that for a long, long time. What is real? Separating it from hype. So fantastic. Thank you, Dallas. Well done. Um, we're going to turn now to Vivek to talk a bit about our capacity, the satellite capacity program. Vivek is our program head for that program. And if you've known, we've been producing satellite capacity supply and demand research for over 20 years now in this, uh, across all regions, bands, orbits, applications, et cetera. So now we have this exciting new program. Vivek, tell us a little bit about the program. What is it, core focus, and some of the key themes, please? Thanks, Chris. Uh, so the Satellite Capacity Program, um, which we have recently launched, is primarily designed for SATCOM players, service providers, and related uh, industry stakeholders. The prime focus is on the detailed assessment of key parameters around satellite wholesale capacity. That includes uh, capacity supply, capacity demand, capacity revenues, and capacity pricing. It also covers, it cuts across our expertise uh, uh, across different use cases, and it covers uh, applications such as video markets, backhaul and trunking, consumer broadband, enterprise VSAT, commercial mobility, and military and government. In terms of key themes, we are looking at different aspects of the market, like dynamics between Geo and Leo, uh, changing scenarios between FSS capacity versus STS capacity, various regional developments, various upstream changes, various uh, technology advancements. So all of those we are combining and building our detailed assessment within this program. Uh, thanks, Vivek. F fantastic. Um, so just a furthering of kind of where we've been in the capacity world, taking another step. But I, I want to focus on trends a bit first. I, I think it's important for each of you to highlight uh, what is actually driving the space today. Uh, you know, there's a lot more capacity, I know, in orbit than ever and more coming, but more so than that, for those operators, service providers, anybody that would be a client of this program, what are the trends that we're tracking here that really form the nucleus of this program? Clearly, platform market is transforming. And as you noted, it is transforming one of the key reasons is because of the massive influx of capacity in Geo, Mio, and Leo orbits. Additionally, we see the overall uh, reduction in terms of CapEx per MBPS is uh, one of the key variables, which is driven by high, more and more high-density STS satellites and lower launch prices. So uh, overall, the market is having more supply, and this is uh, in turn resulting in growing of the overall SATCOM opportunity sphere. And uh, this program, as I said earlier, is focused and is designed to enable different satellite operators and service providers to develop their forward-looking strategies and navigate through the changing environment and increasingly competitive environment at the moment. And uh, that is one of the major uh, driving trends that we see in the market at the moment. Okay. Well, yeah, it's interesting. I, I've, the talks I've had, it seems that 
again, exponential increase in capacity, price has reduced the, the levers, right? Capacity increased, price decreased significantly from what it used to be. And then these lower orbits. So uh, Dallas talked on, on constellations a little bit. And of course, SpaceX and Starlink, we hear about Kuiper. I imagine this is tracked in our program, this absolutely oversized impact of constellations to the business. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. So constellation is one of the key aspects of the market. And uh, we, we know that Starlink is growing at an unprecedented pace, especially at the moment in the consumer broadband market, but they are looking into uh, other markets as well, such as uh, maritime in-flight connectivity and uh, uh, even the enterprise businesses as well. At the moment, they do not have service level agreement uh, kind of uh, deployments but moving forward we expect that those areas will also uh, witness different uh, levels of competitions across different region talking about region if we see starlink they are there in now 60 plus countries and um, uh, players uh, regional players and even the incumbents in those countries are witnessing significant amount of competition and how do they not navigate across different application with the current com- competition and with the upcoming competition, uh, especially from from non-geo players, uh, that is Kuiper, or uh, possibly from uh, OneWeb and telesatellite speed. So all, all of these will be covered within the program. And these are the key trends which is driving us to build this specific solution for the industry stakeholders. Okay, thanks, Vivek. So. Um- you mentioned a little bit earlier some of the benefits that users will gain, and I'm, I want to specific highlight geo satellite operators, which is a you know, the um, the legacy part of the business. Those that have you know um, a, a lot of assets in orbit today, and some coming benefits to that audience. I, I spoke earlier on how geo satellite operators should strategize into the future. Can you is that part of the focal point here? Is kind of the geo operators as one element of this client type? and how they would benefit from this program? That, that is one of our major focus out here, that how to survive in the ongoing and upcoming competition. So incumbents, if we look at incumbents, they have wider portfolio of products and services. And it is important for them to understand where the demand is and how the demand profiles are changing across different regions. And the program covers 13 regions especially in our uh, capacity supply and demand analysis. So, and, and clearly not all the regions are growing in a similar fashion and not all the applications are growing in a similar way. So in order to identify where is the growth opportunity and how to build a market strategy in order to access that growth in, in the existing competitive market scenarios. So those things are covered within this program. And that is one of the major outcome of our assessment across different reports and different analysis. Pricing is, as you said, uh, pricing is another key aspect. It will help players in appropriately identifying what should be their product and services market positioning, uh, considering all the uh, environmental factors. Excellent, Vivek. Thank you. It's good to tie the pricing piece in because that is an area that we've been uh, covering for many, many years. Last question for you, and then um, we'll turn to our, our uh, to Carrie after uh, the types of content. I 
I mentioned in my opening comments about the capacity supply and demand report and many things. Can you give some examples then of the types, one or two examples of the types of content that our audience would receive as part of this program? Yeah, sure. So the, the first major content which our client will receive is satellite capacity supply and demand assessment report. And along with that, they'll receive the data set, which will be segmented by region, by use case, by frequency band. Another report which they'll receive is going to be satellite capacity pricing market report, which will cover different pricing trends, not only average pricing, but the spot pricing in order to position their product and services in coming years. Additionally, country level market reports also we are including within the program and for the current analysis, for the current ongoing year, we are uh, going to publish Philippines and India SATCOM market reports. Also, the program will include focused articles addressing different macro and micro events and their impact on the satellite capacity market throughout the year of their subscription. Fantastic. And much more to come, I know, when we have a, a pretty robust content plan for all of these programs, capacity included. All right. Thank you, Vivek. Excellent. Thanks for the commentary. Last but certainly not least, um, I'd like to turn to Carrie. Carrie, um, who's the program head for our satellite mobility program. Carrie, could you tell us a bit about the program? Uh, and I think it's almost like we're stepping down. We started at the satellites. We went to the operators and capacity going to the ground. Now we're focused on a lot of services. So Carrie, tell us a bit about the program, core focus, and maybe some of the key themes. Yeah, thank you, Chris. So this mobility program supports any player in the satellite industry or any external party who's interested in understanding more about the mobility satcoms market. So mobility uh, services um, are satellite services for anything that moves, whether that's on land, on the sea or in the air. And some of the core focuses of this program include the revenue opportunities associated with this segment um, across the value chain. So for um, satellite operators, service providers, and we look at themes such as um, what the revenue streams are for mobility services, especially considering that satellite capacity is and has been commoditized for a long time. Uh, we look at how non-geostationary constellations are changing the landscape of the mobility satcoms market, um, which has traditionally been dominated by geo players. And we explore issues um, relevant to service providers. So can they succeed without owning their own assets in space? Looking at business models, opportunities and challenges are all uh, key themes of this programme. Thanks, Carrie. Excellent. Uh, you're right. It, it does touch uh, uh, many segments of the market. Mobility touches operators all the way down to actually users. So interesting um, sort of addressable market. This market's really dynamic at the moment. I mean, mobility satellite does mobility really well, especially in places uh, in that those places that move and of course where terrestrial is not available. Can you tell us a bit about the trends in this space? Uh, what's driving it and what are the, some of the, the really key key trends and, and things that we should highlight that this program will cover? 
Yeah, thanks, Chris. So this is a fast-growing segment, and uh, one of the key trends is that end users, so airlines, shipping companies, um, cruise companies, any enterprise or um, company on land that can't access terrestrial services, they are all requiring more and more bandwidth. So this is really driving demand. They don't have other options. Satellite is the only option for many of these end users. And as it's a growing opportunity in the satellite communications market, there are a number of players trying to each take a slice of the pie. So we see these geo operators that provide uh, mobility services. Um, Recently, in the last sort of decade, we've seen traditional fixed satellite operators who focused on broadcast services shifting their strategies and targeting mobility segments um, as their traditional markets of video and broadcast uh, have declined. Um, We are seeing operators who have served consumer broadband markets now shifting towards mobility and in the most recent uh, years, we've seen non-geostationary constellations um, coming onto the market with Starlink now targeting mobility and others likely to target it in some shape or form in the future. So this is a really um, fast moving, growing market opportunity and lots of players are trying to take part in this opportunity. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, Another really dynamic, changing market. Uh, When I think about the benefits, though, and I ask the other two speakers, the benefits that users will gain gaining by having access to this program, um, what what types of tangible things will users actually gain from this? So, so, you know, matching opportunity to challenges, those types of things. What what kind of examples could you give? Yeah, so you'll... um Customers, clients will gain support from our analyst team um, on developing your your mobility strategies. Um, there is a wealth of research which explores these challenges that I've described. Um, and there's analyst time to identify new opportunities, to strategize um, in the face of the challenges and to um, form the larger mobility strategy for the company. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you highlight a key point, which is that unique to each company, working one-to-one, engaging with them one-to-one to, to assess, analyze, strategize uh, what they should be doing now and into the future. So that that's a critical, critical aspect. So thank you for that. Lastly, the types of content. So the, uh, the other speakers gave some examples of data and deliverables and, types and, and, and others. Can you give some examples for this specific program, please? Yeah, so the types of content is the same as in the other reports. So we have full reports um, on topic, three main topics. So aeronautical satcom markets, maritime connectivity and connected vehicles via satellite. Those are the three kind of full reports. We are also publishing short reports on topics such as how to monetize mobility services. We are publishing premium articles uh, on topics of interest, and they can be tailored based on the recent um, market developments. So we've just posted an article on the SES and Starlink cruise offering. And on top of that, we have data sets and trackers. So um, tracking recent mobility market deals so our clients can see them all in one place. 
and we'll also have uh, podcast recordings like this one. Thank you, Carrie. Great, um, very timely uh, information and content included. So I do appreciate that. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of a, of a supersized podcast. I want to thank my speakers today. Uh, Dallas, Vivek, and Carrie uh, gave tremendous insights into these new offerings from NSR. We're very excited about them and Analysis Mason as well. So more, there is more content on these new NSR programs on the Analysis Mason website. Um, if you go to our practice page in the research portion of the website, you'll find all of this information, including a fourth program we didn't even discuss today, which is satellite strategies for telcos, bridging that gap between the satellite community and the telco community of how those integration pieces are working. And as you probably are following along, a very important trend happening today. So with that, to automatically receive future podcast episodes, please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast. Thank you for listening. 